This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. Tom Burgoyne, along with Director of Fun and Games, John Brazier. John, this is a great surprise for us. The great Debbie Nacido really hooked us up this time, didn't she? She mentioned, she said, hey, uh, would you guys have any interest in uh, Dale Murphy coming on your podcast? And it's like, well, yes, of course. So uh, I actually, I drove, to, I normally, Dale, I normally don't come down to the ballpark very often. And I made a, uh, when, I, when Debbie said you're in town, I said, I'm coming right in to do this interview. So thank you very much thank for you. joining thank us. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's great it's, to have it's, you, Murph. It's, it's always great to be back in Philly. I don't get here enough. Been here a couple times before, but uh, this is a little unusual trip for me, the reason why I'm here. But, you know, I wasn't here very long, but I had a great time. Yeah. I really did. I didn't play very well. Uh, yeah, I didn't really play very well, got hurt and all those kind of things. But uh, I had a great couple of years here and, and just loved it here and. Great memories from Nancy and I, too. The kids were here for one winter anyway, and we just loved it. It's always fun to come back. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and when you come back, I mean, uh, you do see some familiar faces, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fewer and fewer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just weird how fast time goes, you know. Yeah, but uh, you mentioned, yeah, what uh, you're doing in town. uh, You have a a business. Well, uh, yeah, I I, I got a job, a real job. (laughs) And uh, John and I still don't have that yet. You're, st- you're still there. Awesome. <laughs> no, it's been great. I have some friends, longtime family friends that have a business called Live View Technologies, and it's it's been around 15 years. And what the 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 uh, bread and butter of the company is a solar powered, portable, um, high def, high tech uh, surveillance and uh, um, security camera system that can actually be moved and not wired and web based. And so the applications are numerous, but uh, they've done a little bit of um, um, some sports and they asked me to de- develop a little more business in sports and entertainment. And it's a, it's a perfect fit for something like this at the sports complex with a lot of areas of the parking lot that you can't get a camera on that you want to monitor. And so the Phillies, you know, uh, Sal DeAngelis and, and Ed Spear have just, been fantastic they're on a demo program they're going to see how it works here and uh and then you know we're we're going to meet with everybody here in the complex so it's it's really an ideal product um hopefully it works out but again it's portable it's movable and and uh really kind of puts some security eyes and and traffic right you can traffic patterns yeah you can use it for whatever you know application you want but it does it it can be used for observation or for warning because there's a some digital thermal cameras too that'll give you a warning if someone's entering an area where they shouldn't be. So it's fascinating, but uh, I think this conversation really started in November or December of last year. And Sal's like, "Well, you know, you know, everything's weird now with the pandemic and everything, but let's stay in in touch." And 
he actually said, I think in January, he said, you know, I think May is going to work out here. And uh, so here we are. We have six of our units set up. I'm here with a team from Live View Technologies and and I'm a businessman. I'm a salesman now. So uh, you're well, not he, wearing a tie. So nice. well, he I'll also, give you a card when I'm done. Dale also told us that when he sent an email, yeah. De- <laughs> Debbie Nacito gets an email from Dale Murphy, but she doesn't recognize. Debbie is our alumni person. Yes. She gets the email and she doesn't recognize Dale's email address and thinks it's just some other Dale Murphy, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> she she got down in touch with Ed and goes, "Is this?" The same one, because <laughs> what's the the context was was weird, but uh, it's been a great experience. I mean, I've, we've had a lot of uh, fun with your security team here, and and I'm learning a lot. I, you know, don't ask me the technical aspects of this machine because really the technology is really remarkable. But it's fun, and and I'm talking with teams and like I say, entertain venues. You know, venues that need kind of a. A, a different uh, a way to secure property and stuff. You know, Tom, if we had this technology in 2009, <laughs> I might have gotten my World Series uh, ring back. Yeah, because yeah. Dale, I I actually yes. made national news on unfortunately uh, that I left my ring in the bathroom right down this hall down here in our you know the, uh, the bathrooms that we all use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I left my ring in there for about a half an hour, and and then it was gone, and it ended up. Someone, uh, I think someone from the cleaning service uh, saw it and was uh, tempted by it and took it. And I did get it back because they were able to find it. But, uh, you know, we, we did have to rely on cameras in the hallway. And yes. uh, there we, was a chopper. There, there was a, a yes, chopper yes. flying around Citizens Bank Park <laughs> looking for his ring. Yeah. So now, now every time. Yeah. If someone loses a World Series ring, a Super Bowl ring in this city, anything, it's it's they it, go to you. It comes back to you know John Brazier lost his World Series ring. Was and, it your brother-in-law who gave you? T- talk, tell Murph the, the little gift that you got. Uh, was it your brother? <laughs> yes, my brother-in-law. So as you can imagine, I, I caught a lot of grief. <laughs> I, I uh, can imagine internally by the security people. By I had college friends that read this story, you know, over in California. So my brother-in-law, who's a practical joker, uh, Jeff. Um, my Christmas present one year, he built, I have it in my office, I'll show it to you afterwards. He built this thing, it's like a, in plexiglass, <laughs> and it's like a tower, and on the tower it has a little, you know, like a ring, like I guess jewelers, they clip the ring on, like, you know, the jeweler thing. And he said, you can take this into the bathroom so you'll never lose. Put your World Series ring it's in on the a toilet roll. It's on a, yeah. Oh, and there's a, and there's a toilet roll. He had a yeah, toilet yeah. roll on t- the stand. And he said, take this into the bathroom. And it's, you know, you can clip your ring in there. You got your toilet paper right here. And you're good to go. So I now have it standing proudly in my office. That's amazing. Well, how, how long did it take before you got it? Uh, it was gone. And then about four days, I think, we got it back. That's Three a, days we got it back. Incredible. So I was panicked for a little bit. But. Uh, and I hadn't even gotten insurance on on the ring yet, yeah. so it was a little uh, unsettling. I can't like, imagine people back. giving you a bad time about this. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> no, of course not. Every Christmas party, you know. <laughs> well, it's almost when the fanatic lost his head. It was gone for about four days. Actually, right? he lost his head. But yeah, you know, it's a different, another story for a different time. But uh, Murph, I, we, I'd love to. You know, we got you for a little bit. So just talk about your career a little bit. And um, you know, it's so funny. Uh, you know, when you uh, came to the Phillies, uh, it's like man. Because I started the year, I guess you, you, you came to the Phillies in 1990. I started here in 89. And, you know, when we heard Murph was coming to town, <laughs> I, I kind of had mixed emotions because, you know, for a while there, growing up in Philly, you know, we were, you know, Mike Schmidt, Greg Lazinski, you know, Boa, you know, those guys. And, uh, you know, so, 
you know, anybody who wasn't a Philly, you know, is always on our you yeah, know, yeah, enemy yeah, list. Enemy list. But then also, like, you know, the, um, you know, you famously won two back-to-back uh, National League MVP awards. But to me, it was like, well, I could have gone to Schmidt, you know. Uh, Schmidt, he had a good <laughs> Well, year. it could have, no yeah, question. No. So you guys yeah. had that rivalry, but, uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, so anyway. But it was actually awesome when you, when you came well, here. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, but I, I'd love to, for a second, just to even go back. When you, when you were playing um, – were you a multi-sport athlete? Uh, you know, I, I think most of us in that era were. We just played whatever season it was. I, I, I did stop football, I think, uh, once I got to high school. And then I took a year off basketball because I was hurt, so I wanted to make sure I was ready for baseball. But generally, grew up playing playing everything. I think that's just kind of what we, we did. It's a different um, era now. But I think there are, I know I talk to scouts all the time. They love multi-sport athletes. It's hard <laughs> to convince the high school coaches that it's good for these kids to play multiple sports. Yeah. Because now there's, you know, summer basketball or uh, summer, you know, training camp for football. And they, they specialize at such a young age. And there's a lot of pressure for these kids to, to specialize with the travel baseball and all that stuff. But I think there's, you know, if someone to ask me now, I'd, I'd definitely say try and play two sports. It's great cross training. It'll get you ready for everything. I think Andrelton Simmons, one of the best shortstops I've ever seen. Uh, he credits soccer with his footwork. He's not a, f- I wouldn't consider Andrelton a, a fast player, but he's always in the right spot. And he's great, got great footwork around the base. And uh, so th- there's a lot of guys. I think a lot of guys played multi sports growing up. And, but it's getting harder and harder. But then in 1974, you know, an interesting story. I, the Phillies flew me in for a pre-draft workout here in 74, right before the June draft. It was the only workout I went to of a major league club. Really? Wow. And uh, the story, so I'm here. I'm taking BP. They go, go grab a bat. I pick up these bats. You know, they weigh four pounds. To me, I was like, I, you know, Greg Luzinski, I, these guys were all young players and I was an 18 year old I couldn't hardly pick up their bats so I took some BP Ray Ripplemeyer was throwing us BP yeah and my dad and I were here and some other guys you know were trying out high school guys so they go okay let's let's go out to the right field line we're going to run you in the 60 yard dash see how fast you are and they said okay first two up Murphy and Wilson it's Willie Wilson. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) He smokes you. (laughs) I'm like so I you know, they, they drop the hat or whatever. They say, go. And I start in Willie's. <laughs> and I didn't know who Willie Wilson was at the time. One of the fastest guys to ever yeah. play the game. And so they picked Lonnie Smith that year. Lonnie wasn't at the, at the tryout. I was picked fifth by the Braves. I think Lonnie went third or something like that. And you were a catcher, right? Yeah, I was drafted as a catcher. Um, defense kind of went south, and they moved me to first base. And then Bobby in 19... 19- uh, went, uh, off season of 79, 80 called me up and said, what about, you know, be ready to play in the outfield when you come to spring training in 80 and turn my career around. Obviously I, I made the all-star team that year before that I had started to hit, but I didn't have a position. So Bobby really saved me. So does that have a direct correlation? I mean, just going to the outfield Ab- as far as turning around offensively? Absolutely. My mind was just finally settled because it, Hard enough game to play without going out there worrying about not being very good defensively, you know, and just worrying that I'm not I'm not going to be able to stay here. 
and, and and catch and play first. I played, you know, I don't know how many innings games at first, and you know, and I caught, I don't know, eighty games probably, you know, between seventy six getting called up and all that stuff. But then all of a sudden it was like, man, I have a place, and I went out there and relaxed, and and I contributed defensively. I ended up playing well defensively, and five gold gloves. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it was it was a strange. <laughs> It was a strange turnaround for me, but there's no question. It just kind of settled and then put it all together in 82 and 83. And and uh, under Joe, Bobby was great. Joe Torrey was great for me. And and then, uh, you know, things went south a little bit. And, and you know, those 88, 89, I was, I was struggling. They were going a little, you know, toward a youth movement. And that's how this situation came up here with Philly. A lot of people don't understand the – what happened is they even Braves fans are like, oh, I'm never going to a Braves game for what they did to you. I was like, well, let me <laughs> tell you what I initiated. I was going to be a free agent in in uh, 91. I came here in 90, right? Yeah. Yes. In 91. So it was, it was 90. And I'm looking at either being a free agent after some not so good years, uh, you know, negotiating off of that at age, whatever I was in 90, 34, or I said, Bobby, if there's a trade that works and they'll extend me, I'll consider it. Because then I wouldn't have to go out and be a free agent. I'd know I'd have an extension. And and Lee Thomas, hey, yeah, man. Lee called up and said, we'll take Murph. And so that's how I got here. I was like, okay. And I, I, I just, you know, obviously played here all the years, loved to play here. Um, and I thought this is is an interesting team in more ways than yeah, one. Yeah, that's, we gotta, I got to ask you about that. Yeah. I mean, you came in when, uh, you know, the, the, the macho row yeah. and uh, the gypsy tramps and thieves, and they had more nicknames than anybody. But um, Well, and then the, they the, were, po- the posters, I remember. Remember that oh, Dr. Dirt, Dr. 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 Dirt, yeah. Mr. Clean, right? Which is Yeah. Everybody goes, you didn't fit in there. And I was like, you know, I did. They just yeah. welcomed me with right. open arms, and Crucky was here, and and, and – the, the organization's great. The, the the city was great. The fans. I loved my time here, and uh, it was a jolt. You know, Atlanta. I love love it. Obviously, I'm. I'll always be known uh, as a brave, and I'll be thankful for it. But my years here kind of opened my eyes, and it was real. I I really regret not being healthier because I loved playing here. It it, it there's a jolt here that doesn't. It's not in Southern California. It's not in the Southeast. It's it's the lifestyle. Fans are a little more laid back, which is fine. It's just the way it is. But uh, I really enjoyed here. It did. It. I was excited. Joe Torrey called me up. I think the night I started here, he called the clubhouse, and I go over there, and it's Joe. He goes, "How are you feeling?" I go, "It's pretty weird." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and I go, "I'm really nervous." And he goes, "That's awesome, man." Yeah. He, he goes, "That that means is you know it's going to be a good thing for you." And and I just got to say that when Bryce Harper started negotiating with all these teams and I saw Philly was there mm. and I knew he's a West coast guy or in Nevada, yep. Las Vegas his I think his wife is from the West coast. I was like, I don't know. I think he's going to Philly, you know, yeah. and people would be like, well, why do you think that is? And it's like, cause I've played there. I know what it's like. It's, it's a fantastic place to play. And I think, uh, Bryce felt that. And, um, you know, probably surprised some people, but I know he loves it here, and um, he's fit. He's doing, perfectly. He's doing I mean, great things. Yeah, he, he is. I've never seen a an athlete in any sport uh, that's come to Philadelphia and has embraced it 
A lot of it's because he's embra- he loves the fanatic. Loves the but he's, he's <laughs> yeah. had such a great attitude with the fans, with the team. He hustles. He's he's everything what a Philly f- fan would want in a superstar. And it's yeah. tough when you're getting paid that much money. You know, as you know, a lot of the fans can be pretty tough, saying you better live up to that contract. And I think that every fan could say right now that he's lived up to that contract and some. Well, yeah, the fans, you know, they have you know you you, you know the repu- the reputation, but it's kind of like. They care about it, you right. know, yeah. and they want you to do well, but they also love you because you chose them. Right. Yeah. You know, I chose to come to Philly, and when you choose, you're, I just have always felt like a, a part of the Phillies. Obviously, I've spent all those years with Atlanta, but my few short years here, I, I whenever I've come back or talked to anyone, I, I've, I've felt like I was here a lot longer than than two years it's just a it's a great organization it's a great place to play and they then they took me too. lee said you know lee thomas said yeah we'll we'll take murph and i had a great experience could you see uh the makings because you know when yeah. you came in 90 you know things were still being put together uh had a great run in 92 or 92 lenny gets hurt and um, right and uh right on opening day but um, could you see the makings of that 93 club? Yeah. You know, I left the Braves in 90, and they went to the World Series in 91. I left the Phillies in 92, and they went to the World we Series in, it, 90, Murph, Murph. in 93. We weren't going to mention it. So we I'm, a, go I'm, I'm a good luck charm the year before. But, yeah, that, I mean, that's why I came here. They mm-hmm. Everybody's like, well, they're not contending. I was like, no, there's a there's a good nucleus here. And the the, the attitude was was really scrappy and and tough and we're gonna we're gonna play hard you know that's just the philly way it it was it's not that every team doesn't want to be there and be that but there was something here and it was those guys and they're just the attitude and you know crucky keeping everything loose and yeah was it crucky who's uh who had the line uh when Dale joined the Phillies yeah. in 93, it was, and now we have one Mormon and 24 morons. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. That's a great line. He did. I've, I've used it a lot. But it's just, like I said, it, it, you know, I, I mean, I've, I, I sense something, I guess. And then, uh, yeah. Then, then I actually, I, I got, I don't want to go into a long story, but I, I got, Doctors now have said they've said what what happened to you in '92, and I've described it to them. They said it must have been MRSA, but that acronym wasn't right even around then. So I, I I my knee was I was messed up. Then went to spring train '93, and it didn't work out. And, I, and the Rockies picked me up. And that was the first year of the Rockies. For, that was an inaugural year. Of the Rockies. Joe Girardi was on the team, and right. yeah. And that was at Mile High, right? Because he played. I think they played Mile High for two years, right? Yes. And then they went into Coors Field. And that's why I retired. I couldn't hit one out of Mile High. <laughs> right, right. You can't hit one out of anywhere. So, so I was ready to to hang when it up. Knew. Yeah. Hey, well, okay. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say let's go back in time a little bit because it's there is a scene, basically a real life scene out of Pride of the Yankees, where uh, I'm sure you remember this, June 12th, 1983. You went up in the stands and you visited a six year old girl. Uh, her name was Elizabeth Smith. And she lost both hands and a leg uh, when she stepped on a live power line. Uh, you went to visit her. You gave her a hat. You gave her a T-shirt. And she asked if you could hit a home run for her, and, you know, which I guess is a lot of pressure when you get that. <laughs> you said yes, but not only did you come through, you came through twice. You hit two home runs uh, that day, and uh, you drove in all the Braves runs uh, in the 3-2 This victory, game's so. easy, Harry. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's storybook right there. Again, well, it, was a, it was in a movie, and you did it in real life. I might have mumbled yes. <laughs> but You weren't real confident. I don't 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, uh, what, what was that year again? 88? What? Uh, it was oh, 83. Oh, 83. I was hitting pretty, yeah, pretty good that year. Yeah. I'm glad she didn't ask me that in 89. <laughs> I'd be like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what I said. If I said yes or if I said if I hit one, it's for you. I was like, I'd never been asked that directly but i i certainly it was a special moment and uh and it's one of those things that worked out all i can say very thankful for those that memory yeah awesome uh you know in your career too murph you've obviously played with a lot of players uh one guy when i asked you about uh you didn't play with him but you played kind of for him and that's hank aaron did you have much relationship with uh, we we kind of missed each other my first spring training i was driving 74 my first spring training was 75 he got traded that year back to Milwaukee. Wow, how about that? Yeah. And then he wasn't part of the Braves organization? Then when he came back, he was director of minor league player personnel. I was in the big leagues. Wow. So we just kept a direct direct association, but there was always the indirect association, and he'd come down occasionally. You know, it was interesting. He was just upstairs, you know, running the minor leagues while I was in Atlanta, and Mm. He, he came down, you know, and, and talk hitting, but he wouldn't come down unless he was invited by the hitting coach. So it wasn't like he was hovering, yeah. you know, all the – he was yeah. very respectful and of us. But, yeah, I was – I'd talk to him. But he'd come down, and I'd take some extra VP, and, and he'd be invited down there. And, I mean, it's kind of like talking – well, you can imagine. It's like, yeah, Hank, I'd do that if I were you, but <laughs> right. I'm me. Right. <laughs> it was like Ted Williams. I met Ted Williams, and he watched a lot of games on TBS. He's like, Dale Murphy – you got to get a better pitch to hit. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, he didn't swing at a ball four inches off the plate, and I struck yeah. out 150 times. Yeah. It's like, Ted, I'm just me. I, I, I'm not you. But anyway, Hank, so I really, yeah, over the yeah. years, really had a lot of cool associations with him, not so much while I was playing because his, his jobs were different. But how about when you first got started with the Braves? What, what, were there a couple players there in those oh, early years that really took you under uh, their wing? Yeah, and and uh, Dusty was there. Dusty oh. Baker and I've all okay. everybody loves Dusty. Dusty was there, and uh, Davy Johnson was there because remember it was Hank Davy was it Dusty? I, I should know this that hit forty home runs. There were three guys that hit forty home runs. Uh, anyway. Mm. Davey, Davey did it. He was a second baseman. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Davey Johnson was there, got me my first glove contract with Rawlings, took me over and introduced me to the Rawlings exactly. guy. And back then, you know, because you were buying your own gear, and uh, not your catcher's gear, but your gloves and everything, and to get a glove contract, I was just Those so excited. Yeah. yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? And Davey goes, hey, hey, guys, this is Dale Murphy. You need some catcher's mitts. And Dusty was there. Ralph Gar was there. Um, so it was, uh, it was a great experience, but I, I missed Hank by a year. How many different managers did you play under? Um, that's a good question. At least, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bobby, Joe, Chuck Tanner, Russ Nixon. Um, I'm trying to think we might've had a few guys fill in for the Braves. My first one got called up was Dave Bristol. Huh. Yeah, has some some good Philly connections. Nick Lavo was your first guy here, right? Was Nick? Yeah, Nick was here. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Nick was here my my first year, and then then uh, Jim Fergosi, yeah. and then uh, played for Don Baylor in in Colorado, which was a th- and and uh, 
and uh, Don Zimmer was his bench coach. Ah, so I got to play with I got to play with Zim for a couple months, and that was a How real was treat. That? No, it was rain delays were the best. <laughs> you could hear some, some stuff from people. Zim that just was incredible. So I'm I'm sure I apologize. I'm forgetting somebody. Well, as fascinating as your baseball career was, I think you know you, what you've done since you've left the game too, Murph. I mean, uh, just some of the charitable organizations uh, you've you've uh, been part of. Um, you know, talk about a few of them. I, I know the uh, the I won't cheat really seems like a, a great thing that's uh, geared towards kids. Right? Well, yeah, that was a real fun project. It's kind of kind of in limbo on hold a little bit, be just because of some reorganization and things, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it really grew out of the steroid issue because, you know, we all know that era. And uh, I just got concerned, uh, you know, about kids. And it's a real hard message to get across to kids because they think they're just, you know, infallible and never get hurt and never, never get old. And um, there were just obviously, as we know, throughout youth sports and professional sports, that was a real tough era to get a hold of. And I think baseball, by and large, has done a really good job and I was just part of a, a group of me and a couple of friends were like we got to try to get this message out to kids that it, it, you know it uh, and that's part of the message was they would take a pledge to not cheat in in life in school and sports and and you just got to try and tell them that when you're done <laughs> you want to be able to look back and say I did it the right way yeah. and that's the message is it's it's a hard it's a legacy it's a legacy issue that I wanted to share with those kids. And so that was a fun, fun project. And I think generally our, our, our sports and our youth sports were still issues, still issues in professional baseball. But by and large, I think we've done a pretty good job of curtailing that performance enhancing drug issue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I know you have some of your uh, buddies from, uh, from live view technologies. Yeah. This is the brain trust right here. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> really? They're all Phillies fans. <laughs> oh, well that's good. <laughs> oh, you guys. And you're getting treated to a game tonight, which is pretty cool. Yeah. They've been taking, taking such good care of us. Terry Nashif, Chris Harling, Josh Otteson, and Dave Stuttered. Well, it's great awesome. to ha- yeah, great to have you guys. You're going to now see this is uh, you know this is podcast history because John Brazier every week. <laughs> well, hold on puts before together. we get to the quiz. Go ahead. We, we didn't mention too. He's an author. Oh, right, Dale. You, you've you've read or you've written three books. I'm an author. I've I've <laughs> written unquote? I've written. <laughs> Nancy, my wife. Oh, is that right? She's the writer. All right. So you guys collaborate on the books or what? Collaborated. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Well, well, I, yes, but Nancy helped me a lot and awesome. we did, we did write a couple books. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. But funny. she's the writer. I'm just the. Well, that's going to lead me to a funny story with uh, speaking about writing books. Gary Matthews, obviously. Sure. Sarge. Uh, we're down at spring training and Sarge was signing at, I think when the gates opened, he was going to sign copies of his book up in the concourse. So we had a radio station down there, and they wanted to interview Sarge, you know, about uh, – it was a country station, so they were interviewing him about <laughs> Tug McGraw and, you know, or Tim McGraw and a lot of the different artists. So at the end of the interview, she said, all right, well, Sarge, we better let you go because I know you have to get upstairs and sign your book. What's the name of your book? And he, <laughs> he's on the radio, and he looks, he looks over to me and says, what's – John – 
what's the name of the book? <laughs> and I, I didn't know the name of the book. I said, oh, I, and I'm Googling it on the phone Googling. trying to find it. And I'm sitting there going like, he doesn't even know the name of his own book that he's about to sign in 20 minutes. Are the books that Dale wrote in the quiz so we can see if he's... No, uh, I didn't put it in the quiz. I did not put books. it in the quiz. No. So, uh, you, Murph, you smiled when we mentioned Sarge. Is he one of the great guys? Oh. The first time, the only time I ever went into a general manager's office and said, what are you doing? Was when we traded Sarge here. Right. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I was just, it, it was me, Bob Horner, Glenn Hubbard, all these young guys. Yeah. And Gary, it just was a, just a great influence on all of us. You know what he's like. No, he's and best. that's why I understand Pete Rose called him Sarge. That's where I think, because we didn't call him Sarge in Atlanta. Right. That's what I've always heard is that Pete said, Sarge. Anyway, and he was he was one of my him and Phil Necro were my two most influential teammates. I mean, Gary played hard, yeah. and he and he had a little show show in him before yeah. before yeah. that was probably yeah. used to go. Murph, you are so boring out there. <laughs> he used to go, "Geez, do some get mad, man! It's bologna and cheese every night." <laughs> That's what he said. And I'll tell you this one other. I got to tell the story because. We were in Chicago, and it was my first year, and he goes, how you doing? I go, oh, I'm really struggling. And he goes, uh, you scared? And I go, like, what do you, no? <laughs> I was kind of offended. He goes, because it looks like you're scared out there. And, man, I it just really woke me up. And I was a rookie, and who knows what I would look like. I didn't even know what I was doing. But that really hit me. I was like, man, if he thinks I'm up here looking nervous and tentative and scared, that's not good. So I saw him about 10 years ago, and I went up to him. I said, hey, I just got to thank you for that conversation around the batting cage in Chicago. He goes, what I say? <laughs> and I told him, he goes, I didn't say that. I go, yes, you did. But he was he was that kind of leader that I needed someone to say that. No one else would say it to me. And it, you need teammates like that that'll, that'll have an honest. I don't, I'm not talking about berating you. I'm talking about having an honest conversation. Yep. And and that's the kind of player and teammate Gary was. And I was so happy he came here and had all the the fun the fun things that happened here too. And they won the eighty three eighty three. And he was the NLCS MVP. Yep. Was he the MVP? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know what, uh, Dale? He also you know later he became he was an announcer for yeah. how many years was yeah. Tom? Yeah, like, yeah many. Many years, and yeah. and uh, fans loved him. Yeah, I mean, it, that, why wouldn't? How do you not love Sarge? Yeah, no, he's he the was, best. He, he's so fun. I was having breakfast in Phoenix one day, and the guy said, "What do you hear?" I said, "I'm here for a baseball thing." And the guy, the kid said, "Oh, my 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 dad used to play baseball." I go, "Really? Where where did he play?" He goes, "Played in Atlanta." I said, well, "What's his name?" Gary Matthews, it was Sarge's son. Yeah, yeah. was he yeah. junior? Uh, no, it wasn't Junior. Okay. Junior, I think Junior was playing okay. at that time. This was, this was one of his other kids, and so, no, Gary is, was, and so when we traded, I think we got Bob Walk. I don't remember who was all in the trade. Bob did good for us. I mean, yeah. uh, but John Mullen, I went into his office, and I was like, uh, I can't believe I went into his office, but that's what I felt like doing. We, we were all devastated, to be honest with you, right. when that happened, because we loved we loved playing with Gary. All right. Well, we'll uh, now wait. Get, you're going to ask me questions. Yeah. Uh -oh. Well, uh, Dale, we, we do a uh, every year. We've been doing this now for over three years, right? Yep. I think we're now in our fourth season. And to our uh, podcast guests, we uh, 
Do, is it a treat, Tom? It's not a treat, is it? <laughs> it's not. Especially, uh, especially Dale, since we butcher it, or at least I butcher it every time. So there's probably something wrong in here because uh, there is every time. But I'm going to give you a quiz. It's eight questions. It's all about your life. It's multiple choice. <laughs> it's multiple choice. So you have got some. Oh, this uh, could be fun. You know, so and, and what's the baseline, Tom? We got to win. You got to get six of eight. Six of eight. First, got to get six of eight. And. Since he doesn't come into Philadelphia very much, but now he's probably going to be coming in a lot. So now they're, you know, he's got a uh, product here. That uh, what is going to what are you going to give him fanatic wise? No, I think he, I, I think if he gets six of eight, he should get the uh, the business the whole sports complex. <laughs> really? Okay. For <laughs> your camera, camera for the camera. So you're speaking on behalf of everybody. Correct. All right. Yes, I'm sure right. Sal will go along with it. Yes, and I'm sure everybody else will. And why don't you throw in some fanatic stuff in there yeah, too? Yeah, and a fanatic doll too. All right, that's All right. A, okay. Deal. All right. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know. I got I got my friends from LiveView Technologies on their phones ready to Google. <laughs> there you go. All right. They're well, going to go like this. All right. So okay. Wait, isn't your uh, I won't cheat? Yeah, yeah. That okay. Is that cheating? Is Google cheating? Your organization? It's Googling it. Okay. I won't look at him. All right. We'll and also on. just know that it's the director of fun and games and it's the fanatic's best friend. So just know that that's the, the uh, there's, there's a little theme here. That's where we're coming from. All right. You went to Woodrow Wilson High School in Portland, Oregon, right? Uh, which is no longer uh, Woodrow Wilson. It's something. Oh, right. It's Ida B. Wells Barrett. Was it Ida B. Wells Barrett? Or was Correct. It Woodrow, was no, you're Wood right. It's changed to Ida B. Wells. It's changed. Okay, so you went to Woodrow Wilson High School. Yes. So I'm going to mention four celebrities, and one of one of these celebrities did not go to Woodrow Wilson High School. Oh. Okay. Three went. One did not. Three went, and one did not. Yes. Yeah, so uh, A is former Phillies pitcher Wayne Twitchell. B is former NBA player Damon Stoudemire. C is comedian Buddy Hackett. And D is actress Alicia. <laughs> Quit laughing, Tom. Sorry. And D is actress Alicia Logano, who is on a show called All About Us and the Client List. So which of those did not go to? Go to Gotta be Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett. Buddy. Come on with Buddy Hackett. Oh, no. yeah. You always find a, a random name. You know the... why Buddy Hackett? Because this is this is. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even going to talk to I, I got to say, Twitch was here when I came for that tryout. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he talked to us for a while. Mitchell. How about that? All yeah. right. In the uh, fall of 1979, while you're playing, obviously, you enrolled at BYU, which is pretty cool that he did, you did that in the offseason, I guess. Yes. Right? And you met your future wife, Nancy, right? He was a cheerleader right. at BYU. So which of these celebrities did not go to BYU? Oh, this is going to be All tough. All right. So, again, four... Uh, no, it's not going to be tough. Believe me. It's, <laughs> it's not, not going to be tough. All right. A is politician Mitt Romney. B is soupy sales from Match Game 76. <laughs> C is Andy Reid. And D is Danny Ainge. <laughs> I got to go with soupy. Soupy sales is correct. <laughs> soupy sales is correct. Anybody uh, under 59 <laughs> has no idea what you're even well, <laughs> well, I, I watched Match game 75 and 76. <laughs> so Tom can attest, every quiz has somebody from Match Game. So, from the I, match have, I have Nipsey Russell, I have Soupy Sales, I have Gene Charles Rayburn, Charles Nelson Riley, Fanny Flag. There's so many to choose from. Oh, I could name them all too. <laughs> all right. Number, number three, you're on a roll, two for two. <laughs> all right. Your first professional baseball team was the 1974 Kingsport Braves, correct? Of the correct. Appalachian League. All right. So three of these guys are your teammates. One was not a teammate. One is actually a Phillies employee. So you gotta which which one's the Phillies employee? Which one's not your teammate? Back then. Again, this is a long time ago, so you gotta go back into time. All right. A is Rick Camp. B is Rufino Linares. 
C is Dave Campbell, and D is Sean Rainey. Sean. Sean Rainey. <laughs> Sean Rainey. Right. He's our video, our video guy. guy. He's our video guy. You're on a roll, three for three. You took you over video from Video, Dan, Dan. video yeah, Dan's did. place? Yes, he's now Video Sean, I guess. Video Sean. All right, so you're on a roll, three for three. All right, in 1991, you were second on the Phillies with 18 home runs. Who was the team leader with 21 home runs that year? Was it John Cruck, Charlie Hayes, Darren Dalton, or Wes Chamberlain? You had 21. You had 18. 21. Gee whiz. I'm going to go with either John or uh, Dutch. I'll go with Crucky. Crucky, you are on a roll. Nice. Four, for four. four for four. All right. Tom, I think you uh, – no, you didn't mention – well, you mentioned uh, he won back-to-back MVPs, which is phenomenal. There's only 13 players uh, in Major League Baseball history that have had back-to-back MVPs. Uh, which one of these players is not one of them? So three of these guys – are back to have back to back okay. MVPs. One's not. Ernie Banks, Joe DiMaggio, Albert Pujols, Joe Morgan. Just, Ernie? just one of them is not. Is not the three. three the other three guys had back to back. What are those names again, John? Ernie Banks, Joe DiMaggio, Albert Pujols, Joe Morgan. One did not. Uh, I got to go with DiMaggio. DiMaggio is That's correct. What I was going to say you're going to go with that too. I was on that too. Yeah. All right. Very yep. good. Um, you probably know this answer. You probably don't even need uh, multiple choice in this. You have the fourth most home runs for the Atlanta Braves franchise. Obviously, Hank Aaron is number one. Who is two and three? And I can give you a multiple choice if you need it. Uh, so, okay, go ahead. So, yes. Well, it, you're, yeah. Well, I guess the Braves, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Yeah, it's, it's a little, right, yeah, a little you're talking about See, in Atlanta. Oh, well, go ahead. No, no, you're right. It's, 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 these it's, guys did it in, a, in Atlanta. Yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> nah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I'm telling you. All right, you. I better give you the. I better give you the. Is it Freddie Freeman and Chipper Jones? A, B, Eddie Matthews and Bob Horner. C, Chipper Jones and Andrew Jones. D, Eddie Matthews and Chipper Jones. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't understand. So <laughs> these are two I, and three, right? These oh, are, yeah. Guys, they're number I'm two three. and number I'm three. I'm four. Yeah, you're yeah. four. Hank's Hank one. Aaron's one. Who's two and three? Oh, I got you. Uh, I think I had this one too. Uh, and. Chipper's on there as uh, well, Chipper, Chipper is a, one of them. So, yeah, so and who's the other one? Is it either Eddie Matthews, Andrew Jones, or Bob Horner, or Freddie Freeman? Oh, it's Freddie or Andrew. Oh man, it could it be Bob? No. You can you can get a lifeline. With Tom Freddie, going. Freddie just hit his two hundred and fiftieth. Tom, you want to be his lifeline? Yeah, c- come to me for as a lifeline. I think uh, I got this one. Uh, Andrew. Ah, but if you went with me, I'd go Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews. <laughs> yes, Eddie Matthews. I didn't think Eddie played that long in Atlanta. I, this, could but, be the, this could be the question I screwed up. So uh, we'll, we're going to get Well, you know what I'm, what I'm saying. I mean, Eddie's got over 500 home runs, but he yeah, did. Right. But not all in Atlanta. Not any, so it's yeah. the Atlanta franchise question. We'll throw, we'll throw it we'll out as, as my – Yeah, you get a free one from me. Give it to me. <laughs> you guys are right. easy. Now, everyone always says, and obviously after this interview, I, I totally agree that you're one of the nicest players to ever play the game. I, you, the, people say Jim Tomey or Dale Murphy, right? Oh, thank and you. We had them both so, here. Thank you. Somebody was quoted as saying, Dale might be the only player I know who could call 24 guys in one locker a good friend. Was that Don Sutton, Bob Horner, Joe Torrey, or Hank Aaron? Who said – Dale might be the only player I know who could call 24 guys in one locker a good friend. Oh, that's so nice. Um, I'd say uh, it's um, Sutton. It was Don Sutton, yep. And I know he just passed away yes. recently. So. He was. That's, that's, yeah, I was thinking. I've, I've seen it before, and I was trying to think. Yeah, Braves had a sad year, lost yeah. Nuxie and Don Sutton, who did 
radio and TV for many years. Yeah, too, so we met him a couple times when he was yeah. up, in the, up sure. in the media room. So, all right, last question. I believe you are. Yes, with, seven that, for seven. with my butcher, you are seven for seven. <laughs> well, no, I won't accuse you of that. That's a. <laughs> so we're going to take you to your last year okay. of the major leagues. You played in the first ever game. We mentioned Rockies history, 1993 at Mile High Stadium. You had an RBI single that game. Who is your opponent, and what was the final score? Mm. Uh, do you oh, remember your, your opponent, oh, the first game ever at, how can I not? At, uh, in Colorado history? So I can give you a multiple choice. Ready? It's the Expos, and you lost 8-6. The Mets, and you won 5-4. The Expos, and you won 11-4. Or the Dodgers, and you lost 4-1. Okay, it wasn't the Dodgers. And so there's two Expos. Two and Expos what? and one Mets. Oh, it was Test test psychology. Okay, it, it wasn't the Mets. Yep. Okay. So now you're down. So you're, now, so now you just need to know whether you lost or won. I think we won. But what was the score? Well, either lost. Eric either Young lost hit a eight to six, or you won eleven to four. Well, we won. Yes, you got there it. it. Is. Eleven to four, and you got it. Nice you're right. Eric Young had, had, had a big had a, yep. had a big home run. Yep. I think he might have been the first one to score. Eighty thousand people were there. It was crazy. Yeah, I, I think the Rockies have the record right now for the the largest crowd. Well, the largest season. Crowd oh, like oh. over four million something, right? Yeah, because because mile, because mile high, yeah. yeah, right. Guys, it was so fun. Yeah, thank you. Really fun, Dale. fun to really appreciate take a trip it. down memory lane. Yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, don't be a stranger. No, uh, I, we'd love to have you back. Always. Like I said, I I just love to come back. I wish I could get back here more. And uh, again, thank you for the great years I I had here personally. They weren't great years on the field. Just for the the Murphy family, we had we had. Uh, Two and a half great years here. We it's always be a special part of our career. Great. Right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Again, Murph. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.